may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Intro, intro time I want to do an introduction to the latest episode of the View from the Indian podcast, where we are celebrating another Cardiff City win, and my two co-hosts have got their head in their hands over that introduction. I've had a massive curry. Let's go to Ben Price. Ben, how are you doing? Better than your mask. I know that for a fact. <laughs> don't, don't spoil the magic of what goes on behind the scenes. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to leave it to people's imaginations. I blew what my nose in a face mask. He said it's a disposable nose, one. Pardon? You said nose, not load then, just to be clear, because it did sound a bit like load. That's because I've got a blocked up nose. Um, and What curry do you have? Uh, I had biryani, actually. It was Ooh, delicious. Nice. It was delicious. And Tom, I almost forgot your second name then, but it's Tom Phillips, as usual. Uh, he's yeah. here, and he's hungover after the rugby. No, 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 I've escaped the hangover. Don't let me into your... <laughs> I, I can't even think of words. Actually, that's, that's not, true. Yeah, that's not proof that I don't have a hangover, the fact I can't think of words, but yeah. No, I'm hangover free, free, thank you very much. I suggest you do have a hangover. Um, have you boys recovered? Let's go to Ben Price first from the Alternative Wales game last week. The knee's still a bit swollen. It's not feeling great, but yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You it got an assist, really, really didn't you? Good. Yeah, assist. Should have scored. Which Fee pointed out, the first thing Fee pointed out to me when I got in the car was, can't believe you fannied out of that header. So, you know. You were wearing goggles. Um Ben Price had a big impact on the game with an assist, but he managed to not find his way into any of the photos that were made on, on the website, apart from one in it's the background. the guy was only there for the first half. Oh, was he? I didn't realise that. Yeah, I was chatting to Ryan about it. And, oh, um, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll let you half. off this time. Uh, Tom, have you recovered from your 20-minute cameo? Oh, whoa, it was closer to 30. Oh, sorry. And, and yeah, yeah. I've Tom recovered. has played the full 90 minutes, so. Yeah, true. Uh, I, yeah, I, I feel fine. My legs are fine because I can't move. So I didn't really, they, 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 they held up fine. But I, I'm now making it my ambition by the next international window to see if I can at least last 35 minutes of a football game rather than just 30. Uh, big thanks to Alternative Wales for getting us involved in that. I think they've raised nearly or over £1,000 for 10 of us in Lymphoma Action. In the end, it was a great day. We lost 3-2 to the FAW Supporters Club team, um, but they played together all the time and it was our first ever game. I thought we, we put in a decent shift. Um, so yeah, thanks once again for getting involved and hopefully next time we get the call up again I could do with a second cap to match my first cap um, but on to uh, more Cardiff City related matters now Ben, another good weekend for the Bluebirds a 2-1 win at Preston which we've done better in recent years against Preston but it's never been a traditionally good place for us to go has it? No, it was. Um, I think Ashley on commentary summed it up brilliantly he was on about um, Cardiff City Cardiff City have suffered badly at the stadium, sort of the results have suffered and he was just, to be honest, the fans have just suffered and I yeah. think that sums up City's history at Deepdale quite nicely over the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it always goes back to that 6-1 loss, which is kind of, I feel like, the, the nadir of the games at Deepdale. But um, yesterday was a good performance, wasn't it, Tom? A 2-1 victory. Um, you know, we, 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 we started with a very youthful front three. Uh, perhaps didn't have the best first half, but came good in the second half. Yeah, I thought, yeah, we were quite poor first half. The second half, the reaction was unbelievable. And, like, you look across... My favourite stat, the expected goals. We were right up there at the top of the league after having an awful first half as well. So it showed how much we did come back into that game. And to be honest, it should have been 3 or 4-1 in the end because we mm-hmm. were creating chances. 
And, you know, looking around Twitter, people are complaining it's our card for back to scoring just headers and stuff. But I thought we played some good football, you know, Colwell should have scored, you know, but but we played to our strengths. I think I think I saw something, it's like Preston's the first time they've conceded from a corner this season, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we were coming up against someone who would like defend badly, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought our reaction second half was fantastic. I think our expected goals, if I check on fotmob.com, please sponsor us, was 2.25 yesterday, um, which is uh, a good number to have. Um, ben, it was a very youthful fr- front three. Um, Ruben Colwell, Isaac Davis and Zimba got his first start for us. Um, throwing Zimba in at the deep end. Um, but it's nice to see, isn't it? Nice to see him trusting those youth youth players. Yeah, it's like well, you've got a bloke coming up from the under-23s that can sort of know when it's time to give the players a day instead of throwing them in not knowing what to expect. Um it's good. It's a good sign that he felt that Zimba was at that stage where he was probably ready to start. I think it was more, a lot of it was circumstance as well, you know, uh, Collins with the broken thumb, Kiefer with a knock as well. Um, and the fact that he felt Zimba was ready is a really good sign. Um, he struggled. I'm not going to lie. He's probably not quite ready to make that step up to the first team constantly, but hopefully more minutes he gets sort of coming off the bench and stuff as well. He'll, he'll make an impact sooner rather than later. It was, I think, yeah, throwing him in at a deep end like that is probably um, maybe not Morrison's smartest move. But I think it, it's good that he's going to be more involved. That signals intent, doesn't it? He didn't look out of place. Like, he didn't look like, oh, my God, he's horrific. It was just, I think, was it Harris? When Harris is the senior player at the three strikers, you know it's inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there was nothing wrong. It was just a tough situation from to be impressed and a solid at the back. They've not conceding a massive amount of goals. So it was always going to be a struggle. And he did as well as I expected, to be honest. He, yeah, can't fault him. Uh, Tom, you, you mentioned the fact that we scored headers again. Um, the fact that we're scoring again is just good news in general. But there is a, 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 a flip side to this coin that we still haven't scored a goal in the first half this season. Um, 18 games now, no goals in the first half. Um, are we just a second half team? Should we just play the second 45 minutes and not worry about the first 45? No, because if we play just the second half, then that, that becomes the first half and then we won't score anything. Oh, it's good, actually. Yeah, clever. Well done. It's like, yeah. if you if you work a four-day week, what becomes a Friday? Exactly. Friday. Yeah. So no, but you might head. work. You might, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. The, 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 the names of the day stay the same. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> no, but I, it, it's still worrying that we are slow starters, but we, we, we seem to like a comeback all of a sudden as well. So, glass half full. Yeah, great that we can, you know, we seem to rise above adversity early in games to get a result out of it. Um, but surely we've got to score in the first half sooner rather than later. It's mad. It's such a, was it May the 1st, I think it is, the last time we scored really? the first half. Yeah, yeah. I knew I'd done it this season, but that's a long time. That's too long. That is, yeah. <laughs> it's absolute madness. But, you know, I think conceding early and having a young team like we did out there to come back and win away from home 2-1 then, and like I said earlier on, probably deserve more. Um, yeah, Credit to credit to the manager as well, making changes, but credit to the players as well. You know, they didn't let their heads drop. Ben, we, we, we always seem to be slow starters, don't we? I think under Harris, we, we had a habit of not starting games very quickly. Um, under McCarthy, there was, you know, I think the, the the Swansea goal where we beat them 1-0 was the first time we scored in 10 minutes under Harris, uh, under McCarthy for, uh, you know, long long periods of his spell. Um, is, it, is it something that we've just got into the habit of and the players can't break out of it? Or is it just Morrison's tactics taking time to implement? I think it's just one of those anomalies you get in football that spring up from time to time. There's no real reason for it. It's just sometimes it just doesn't happen. 
it's not like it's a completely different set of players coming out for the second half. It's the first half, but the way they play, you think it would be. I mean, Will Volks was the fuck mob man of the match. And in the first half, he had an absolute stinker. Um, But the second half, he came out and was, that's the best he's played in a City shirt in a long time. He looked really impressive, didn't look out of place. And if he could play that consistently, there's a lot less to worry about in that midfield for the rest of the season. Tom, do you think Volks is benefiting from being back in the Wales setup? Obviously, a new manager's coming at Cardiff and all the players seem to be playing with a bit more of a smile on their face. And could we see a bit of a resurgence for Volks and De Morrison in that midfield role? I can imagine Volks is a player that Morrison would like, the type of character that he is. Absolute shithouser. Like, even yeah. in the, way, the Wales game against Belgium. He wasn't even on the pitch and he was shithouser. Yeah, he was shithousing from the sidelines. You've got to respect the hustle from him there. But I think, yeah, he's the type of player who will benefit under Morrison and Morrison will love him because he's a character. He's, he gets under people's skin. Um, and yeah, I think he's a bit of a form player, isn't he? You know, he does have quite long dips in form. But then when he, we've seen periods in the past where he'll string four or five games together, I think after lockdown, when football came back, he was one of the catalysts of us having a real positive was, yeah. run under Harris. So hopefully he can do that again. Um but yeah, I kind of look forward to seeing what Morrison does because last week I wasn't too happy when he was appointed. Like I wasn't against it, but I thought it was a bit, it lacked ambition. But fair play to the board and stuff, giving him the back in, throwing him in, in throwing him in there because um, the players seem to be absolutely loving playing under him at the moment. Like the scenes at the end of the game, like Smithies. Reminiscent looked, of Warnock. Yeah, like Smithies looked like, I've never seen him so happy. I've um, never seen Smithies smile. No, and he was absolutely loving it. But, yeah, yeah, great to see. Well, we'll talk more about um, the Morrison decision of why you know how we've appointed him in in the next section. But um, coming back to uh, another form player, Ben um, James Collins with his broken thumb um, got on the score sheet yesterday for the first time in a Cardiff shirt. All the players seemed pretty made up for him. Um, is it now time for him to kick on? Will that give him the confidence boost he needs? Yeah, I think it's proved two things that he's got the ability to score goals, and every striker's better with a bandage on. That's why Luis Suarez always wore a bandage, right? Yeah, I th- same with Vardy. Vardy was at his peak when he had that weird wrist casting on. He did, yeah, he was. So basically what I'm saying is James Collins keeps that bandage on his wrist for the rest of the season. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or. How many goals do you think he'll get now, Ben? If he wears that... So that's two factors. He scored his first goal. Second factor, he's going to carry on wearing that bandage. Uh, how many do you see him get before the end of the season? Mitrovic is 11 off breaking the record, isn't he? So I reckon Collins will break that record. <laughs> so he's going to score... Um, 46 I'm, goals. Okay. 46 goals. And he's only going to come off the bench from time to time as well, which makes it even more impressive. All right. Well, you heard it here first. You heard it. I'm a bit dumbfounded by that, Ben, but um, you heard it here first. It's um, not even the worst prediction I've made this season. Yeah. That's what do you think the worst prediction you've made this season is? Um, the amount of times I, th- we, I said we'd win under McCarthy. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. The fact that McCarthy would be a general success. Actually, if we go back to listen to our first episode of the season where we talk about um, nope. where we're going to finish, even even plucky eighth is sounding uh, ridiculous now, Tom. I did say he'd be sacked by Christmas, and I was right. You were right there, so that's yeah. There you go. I didn't say eighth this time round. I thought you but said, you said fifth. Eighth. Yeah, I said fifth. Yeah. Oh, even worse. <laughs> it's even worse. It's even worse. Um, you've already touched on it, but let's talk about it in a bit more detail, Tom. Uh, the celebrations at the end around Morrison. Um, all the players seem to be smiling around him. You see Smithies with his arm around him and smiling, which was a very rare occasion, turning around and giving the old fist pump to the crowd like two or three times. Um, how nice was that to see? 
I was great. And the noise from the away end when they were doing it was brilliant as well. It was a, there's a real enthusiasm from the fans now that, you know, there's something changing here, there's something going on. And I think I think with Morrison, he's not that much older than a lot of the players as well. So he kind of understands how they tick. Like he played mm-hmm. with Ryan Giles at Shrewsbury, which is a weird one when really? I think Glenn Williams put a picture Have you not seen that photo? It's amazing. Yeah, it's madness. Um, but you know, he's kind of got that bond. I think he understands what the players have gone through, going through a run of not winning games as well. You know, he played for Wales in the noughties. Um, so he, I think, yeah, it's gone like the the way he was doing it as well, like turning around, giving the fist bump, running off. He looked like a rabid animal doing it. But, you know, that's the passion of fans when they're seeing it. It just makes it even more kind of, I don't know, dumbfounding that, that McCarthy didn't, wave to fans never mind do something like that and how simple we've said it so many times before we are simple simple people give us a wave give you us especially. a Ayatollah and that's all it is and look the, the fans were brilliant and that's all it takes I should clarify at this point we're talking about with Morrison with one R because you keep saying it with two R's um, oh yeah I do work, yeah, sorry. You work on the accent pronunciation yeah. it is the accent it's more of an accent thing at this stage um, Ben everyone says Mick McCarthy is one of the nicest guys in football we've heard stories about him being the nicest guy in football but it just shows how bizarre his relationship with the fans was, wasn't it? When you see that yesterday and how happy everyone is all of a sudden from Mick McCarthy literally scuttling down the touchline at the end of every game. It's naive from a man that should know far, far better. Yeah. I know he's never been, I know he wasn't the most popular person with Ipswich, but like he had the chance. It, like, there wasn't, I think when he came into the club, it was very, he wasn't the first choice and like people weren't exactly thrilled to see him, but it wasn't like everyone was straight away Mick out. Everyone gave him a fair crack, I think. And well, he, he, turned, never... he, he, he turned people around quite quickly from being why have we appointed him to give him a new contract. Yeah, and the fact he never sort of showed the fan the appreciation that they deserved. That, that even if it was going well, you should applaud the fans. But the shower of shite that that t- team was pumping out for those the few months the fans were back. So not acknowledge them, like it's just it's flat out disrespectful, and I really think he shot himself in the foot and probably I don't know if he'd survived like too too much longer, but he might have got an extra game or so if the fans hadn't the fans wouldn't have been as vicious against him if he just sort of built up some sort of rapport or sort of just acknowledge their existence other than calling them a bit of a wanker every now and again. Yeah, Mick, if you're listening, you rude bastard. Um, he does listen. Mick McCarthy's a big fan of the podcast. Um, he's messaging a few times just to say, good work, lads. Uh, good work, lads, in his um, Barnsley accent. Um, right, moving on to the current manager, uh, Steve Morrison. See how I'm pronouncing that, Tom? Yeah, Morrison. I'm taking yeah, notes, sorry. Um, take notes, yeah. Um, you mentioned it there, Tom. You weren't necessarily sure whether it was the right decision to bring him in. Um, you've been given the job until the end of the season. Um, do you think it's the right decision now? After what you've seen yesterday, after the last couple of games, do you think the club have made the right call? Yeah, I think possibly. Um, I think he'll make mistakes. You know, he's still, you know, it's his first first team job. Um, but I think what he's done well since coming in is, he, because of his rapport with the fans already, we'll have that patience. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we'll allow a mistake because he's trying something, he's blooding youngsters, he's having a bit of, banter with the crowd and stuff. And, you know, that goes a long way. Um, and I think, you know, bringing people like Hudson around him, it's just clever. You know, Tom Ramos as well, big Cardiff fan as well. There's yeah. people who understand the club. So, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not always just having experience in, you know, as a manager. It's people who know the club, they know it inside, they know how people tick around Cardiff. So, yeah, it could, it could prove to be a masterstroke because I doubt they've had to throw much money in to get that team. You know, they're all trying to get a managerial experience there. 
is kind of a cheap option for the boards that they're crying out for something that's cheap. So yeah, if they pull that off, they'll be they'll be over the moon. But yeah, I, I think even if it doesn't go fantastic, I think it'll be an enjoyable time to be a Cardiff fan just because of the effort that I think they'll they'll give throughout their tenure. Um, and obviously the good news is with Ramsett on board, um, the bookings for the the Canton Stand pregame for the bands are taken over by him. Brilliant, he's a dual yeah. dual dual threat in that regard. Um, Ben, we've we've played four games under under uh, Morrison now. Um, the Stoke game was a draw. We lost to QPR, and we've won two games in a row. Um, what's your assessment of those first four games? Um, we've already talked about slow starts, but what else have you seen that's encouraging from those four, four performances? Just the improvements in the football, isn't it? It's it's been enjoyable to watch. That the first half against Preston wasn't pretty; it was a battle. But then the second half things turned around, and we knocked it about. We played some really really nice stuff. Um, lots of passes, just and players giving it their all. That's all you want. Players getting the box. NG looking almost back to his best again. Um, Giles looking fantastic as a left wing back. I think he's going to do well there for the rest of the rest of the season. He's just made really simple decisions and just put players and just given everyone a bit of belief. And it shows so much and just gives something to get back on board with, doesn't it? Because I don't know about how you lads felt, but sort of under McCarthy, if McCarthy's not giving a shit, why should we? Yeah. But then you see Morrison doing that fist bumps. And he, he, I think he was doing like, you know, when you're playing peekaboo with a kid and the kid gets bored with the fist bumps, he did like three of those and the fans were big up to it for two. And then he went and did a third one and it wasn't quite as loud. It was sort of like, hey, so the kid still laughed, but not quite as much. He knew it was game over then. He learned from it, Ben. You know, this, this is what comes with, you know, your first job in management. He learned to only do two fist pumps. Yeah. He was just excited. He'd still be there now if he what, if he could. I think genuinely <laughs> think if the fans were still there, I think he would. He was having the best time. Just people just go in, oh, wait until we Fuck off now, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. I've got work tomorrow. Um, Five Tom, hours you, drive home. Did you hear what Perry NG had to say about Mick McCarthy in the past week? Uh, he was oh, quite scathing, was... wasn't he? That was... I think it said it all, though, didn't it? It said, yeah. look, it wasn't a nice place to be and it didn't look like it was a nice place to be. I and also it, think like it, he wasn't diplomatic, was he? Like At the start, he was a bit, but then he said, but then I think after that, there was no real change or way of playing or identity to us, which is, I think, a bit of a problem in the end. Have you watched Have you watched the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. He goes very haggard very quickly of, shouldn't have said that, should not have said that. <laughs> and then he sort of looks at himself and went, oh, bollocks, I'm doubling down. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got it. You might as well. Um, is is that is is you know we've already talked about it, seeing the smiles on people's faces. Is that is more important than anything at the moment? Identity, tactics, whatever. It's just getting the players confident again, isn't it? After that, yeah, it's it's you're not going to win anything with players with no belief in themselves. We're so poor. We've got a lot of players. A box is a prime example of confidence. Players, yeah, can can score a screamer from sixty yards out, or can go missing and get himself sent off. It all depends how we sort of feel or, about time, sort of where it's headed. Or both, yeah. It's part yeah. of why we live in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I... So, yeah, look, every player thrives off confidence. No one likes to be miserable in work. I know I didn't. That's why I left my last job. So, yeah, it's great to see him back on track. The perfect hat trick for Will Volks is a goal, a red card, and kneeing someone in the head while they're on the ground, like he did against Brentford, which is still my favourite moment for a long time. Um, Tom, you touched on it already. Uh, the Prodigal son returns. Mark Hudson's back. 
Um, back in the coaching role, I think he's first team coach potentially, um, alongside Ramasa as uh, assistant manager. Um, how nice is that? Just having someone who gets the club back around the club. Obviously, we've got Ramasa and Morrison, but uh, you know he was our captive for so long, and now he's come home. It's it's nice, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And you and you can tell that he's loving it. You know, he was liking people's tweets and stuff as well. You you could you knew full well he was searching his name on Twitter that day <laughs> yeah. just to see what Cardiff fans were saying about him. They weren't tagging him in it. And, you know, it's just great to see someone have that enthusiasm, um, you know, and want to be around the club because, not to keep going on about McCarthy, but he looked like he didn't want to be there. And now it's the mm. complete opposite. It's like three people who are almost like, fucking hell, I can't believe I've been put in this position. Like Christmas has come early a little bit here. We've got a first-team management job. And I think I'm, I'm excited. It's the first time I've been excited and not ranting and moaning on this podcast for a long, long time. You know, we've won two games in the Morrison already. And we've only won four this year. So, you know, he's already massively improved what's going on with the club. So, and yeah, and Mark Hudson, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent, but Mark Hudson, yeah, to have a former captain, and he was such a leader for us, you know, through a time where the club was in turmoil off the pitch. He led us to like some of our most successful times on it. And, you know, he could have easily like never come back to the club again. He'd still be regarded as a hero. But like him coming back and having a smile on his face now, the fans just... People are absolutely living it, and I'm one of them. It shows um, a measure of the bloke as well, because like he left the club under a bit of a cloud. It wasn't yeah. like the nicest way to leave the club, and for him to come back and be absolutely buzzing and be such a big and still talk about the club in such glowing terms is it's mental that the club actually, after so many bad decisions, how right now it seems how right the club have got this decision. Look, they've taken yeah. less of a gamble. They've not gone balls out and given Morrison a like, fight, something stupid like a five-year contract. They've gone, right, let's give it to the end of the season. They've gone, what do we need? We need another coach, obviously, with um, James Robry going to Newport. Who can we get on board? And then you go, Hudson, highly regarded coach, and knows the club. It's a no-brainer. And the fact the club was smart, well, but Sansing to Morrison was smart enough to see that and go for it really gives me a lot of faith in him that I think, yeah, good times are coming. Good times are ahead. And if you want to get more insight into the man who is now our first team coach, Mark Hudson, you should look up the view from the Indian. They did a great podcast with him. They did a great podcast with him. Uh, Two part interview with Mark Hudson uh, just over the summer. Uh, So if you search view from Ninian on your podcast supplier with uh, Mark Hudson, you'll find it. And Ben, he he gave us great insight into the way he coaches, right? We, we, we did that interview. He was very open and honest with us about everything. And it's just, it's a no brainer to get him in. It sounds like a really shrewd appointment. He got me really excited about tactics, like the little things that, like, as Make fans, we don't really think about that players that read the game just that much bit, bit better than us do. And it was just like the insights there from just, was it two hours with him, chatting with him yeah. on Zoom? Yeah. It, to know we've got that knowledge and that sort of coaching experience coming to the squad, it's amazing. And to be fair, Tom, I, sorry, I just want to comment on the. Uh, you know, players who can read the game a little bit better than us. I think you said then. I think you might be underselling Mark Hudson and massively overselling us there, Ben. Do you not see how well Ben James played on for Alternative Wales? Stop, stop it! Yeah, I did play really well. I did play. Really... Some would say, some would say I was probably man of the match. Um, some would say you cost a charity fifty quid by losing two footballs as well. But you know, they got him back. They just like, go around the side and get the ball. But I listen, Ben, I don't take chances with <laughs> my clearances. I, I will say they didn't get the balls back. The gates were locked. Oh, well, I don't take chances with my clearances. No. I've, was... had it, I've had it before on a Sunday league pitch where I've booted it like 40 yards and they've gone, the players turned to me and go, why have you kicked it so far? And I'm like, what, what else do you want me to do? Pass it out of play? 
That was a 20 foot fence and you cleared it. Yeah, twice. <laughs> I think there's I think there's photo evidence of the first one. Um because I think the the, the Welsh FA CEO is running towards the ball and I'm just you can just see my leg and face off the camera and the ball's in trajectory and I'm like yeah, that's when I fucking belted it. That is when I belted it. Um but I would say I'm I won't lay claim to be a man of the match. I was just one of two players who played the 90 minutes. So if you're gonna give the man a match to anyone, it's gotta be one of the people who played the full game. So I'm 50-50 chance. No, no, don't agree. No. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we'll go to the Twitter questions because they'll be nicer to me. Um, uh, quite a few Twitter questions this week. I'll rifle through them now. Uh, Rob, six points in the last two games, kept us at the bottom three. Defence still a worry, but better than it was under Mick and seven goals in the last four games. If we keep that rate up, we'll move up the table. And if we can start scoring with our feet and in the first half, who knows? Uh, question for you, Ben, from G's World. How much do you think Glatzel would have enjoyed and thrived with Morrison's different approach. I was a fan of his, but our ugly and boring style didn't suit his game. Well, it's an interesting thought. I, I, strange, I've not thought about Bobby G for a while, which is strange because I absolutely love the bloke. But um, yeah, I think the sort of style, it's probably not quite there yet, but yeah, he wouldn't have been a bad option to have sort of come off. We'd have got the best. We got a lot more out of him than we would have with the previous managers for sure. Yeah, Tom, do you agree? Nah, I, I, I think he just flattered to deceive, to be honest, Bobby G. I think he's what a classic case of one of those players who wanted to come good but was never going to. I think I was like that with Gested, where I was convinced he was going to be an absolute world beat and it just never came. I just, I, no matter who's in charge, I don't think Glatzel would have ever done it for us in the end. I think it was it was a bit silly to get rid of him when we did, when we did it, didn't have any options. And selling it for about 12 quid. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't think... 50 he, grand, isn't it? Yeah, he's doing quite well for Hamburg. He's got six in ten. So there's a Cardiff City conundrum coming up around our informed strikers, um, which is uh, one for Tom and Tom and Ben to debate. Um, It's a new feature that we're going to introduce from this week: the Cardiff City conundrum. Rolls off the tongue. God, I'm just a fucking genius. Um, Gonzo (laughs) McKenzie, shaky defensively, we'll still get a few thumpings. We'll be less painful to watch than the Big Mick. And if we show we've got skillful young players and coaches that like to play positive football, that should help recruitment after the summer no-contract slaughter. Uh, Levi Griffiths, no, it's early, but just how much better the energy and vibe feels around the club. I said it once to Dimit McCarthy, just bad vibes. This is good vibes. Youngsters coming through and where we actually playing a few Welsh boys, onwards and upwards. Uh, Ellis Hearn, it's great that the smiles back at the club and the players and fans alike. I like it. For what I have read and saw collectively, we were still awful. And I saw the statistics at halftime. They had 11 shots with six on target. We play anyone half decent, we get thumped. Nothing like half glass, half glass, glass being half full. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Was that about being a genius? Sorry, <laughs> brain genius, mate. Brain genius. Uh, Chris uh, S. We need to show a lot of patience, survive the season, and build towards a positive future. There you go, glass half full. Kieran Roberts, class day out, brilliant second half, buzzing for Collins. Ruben Colwell is different gravy. Um, he is different gravy, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, I'm really excited by him. And like we again, we've said this before. Like he, he makes the odd mistake. He's still a bit raw, but those mistakes again less and less as the games go on now. Um, and yeah, he's he's looking a real class act. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see more and more of him. And I think, yeah, this is the type of management team and squad that he'll thrive under, he'll thrive not under. being completely destroyed like he was before. Uh, Stephen Williams, with one for you, Ben. Off topic, but what are your thoughts on the chances of Big Big Mick taking over at Man United? They seem to like appointing our failed managers and they didn't listen when we told them that Solskjaer was shit. Um, do you reckon Mick McCarthy at United? I don't think Mick's quite ready. I don't think they're quite ready for Mick yet. I think what they need is a smart, sensible head to come in 
And I think there's only one person that can be. Mm-hmm. The big Russ. himself. Big Russ. Yeah. Russ Get back in there, big Russ. Uh, but to, to all the Man United fans out there who are listening to this podcast, I know there's many of you, uh, Big Russ will get you into eighth place um, after a really bad start to the season. So I would, I would, I would go with Big Russ. Um, I don't know if eighth gets you into um, okay. Europa League anymore. Conference League. That oh, bizarre yeah, competition that no one ever wanted to exist, but some reason exists. I love the idea of it. You know, it just it just gives clubs that chance to play in far flung European countries that never thought they'd play in Europe. As someone who yeah. follows Wales, that's my dream card if I win a cup and end up in the Conference League going to Gibraltar. It's what I would love want. that, actually. Yeah, that's one weekend in Gibraltar. See? Go on no, I think it would work for us, but no team in the Premier League is going to reach it, are they? It's just going to be, like, it's going to be Spurs for years to come, let's be honest. <laughs> nice rhyme, Spurs for years. Uh, Craig Parfit Parry quality back-to-back wins how good was it to see Morris and the team engaging with the fans at the end watch your starting lineup for Wednesday at the Blues we'll talk about starting lineups for Wednesdays later uh, Owen Goldberg uh, related to Bill hopefully Colwell at 10 and not on the wing makes all the difference Ivic Davis has transitioned to first team seamless, seamlessly Stephen Harrison great three point and well chuffed for Collins hope this will be the start for him Morgan Hoskins the way Morrison won our interacted with the fans it already makes me back him Alid Williams says long slog up and back in the day but well worth it it was harsh to throw Zimber in at the deep end, but switch at halftime played dividends. Can only hope Collins kicks on now. Competition with Keitha will definitely be healthy. Great to have that buzz going into Wednesday. Tough game. Will be a fantastic opportunity to put some distance between us and the bottom three. Hopefully we take it with both hands. Colwyn looking better and more confident every game under Morrow, which is wicked to see. God, the positivity raining out. Connor Davis, not great first half, outstanding second half. Steve Morrison definitely got the boys playing. It's decent stuff. Is this finally a turning point for the club? Feels like it, doesn't it, Ben? Yeah, I think he sums it up perfectly the whole game and the vibe around the club, spot on. Um, good vibes, good vibes. Uh, good vibes only, positive vibes only. Lee Spear, after the start we made, it could have been dire, but I always had a feeling we'd come back in the second half. Half to, half to win, no panic. Like Delighted for Collins too, he's worked hard and you could really see what it meant to him yesterday. And the final one goes to Dan Lowe. Class to see the players, fans and staff with smiles on their faces again. It's also nice to see a manager acknowledge the fans' existence and our fans are easily pleased. Tom, we talked about it. We are easily pleased, but that's what it's about, isn't it? You travel 300 miles to go watch your football club and all you want is a little wave from the players at the end and the wave from the fan at the end, manager 100%. at the end. 100%. And like I've watched the video of him fist pumping about 20 times. You know, I wasn't even there and I'm enjoying it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm fist pumping my screen back. Oh, yeah, you go, on. Yeah. Like, I know he's going to do it. I'm still getting excited every time he does it. No, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, trying to, try to get my girlfriend to do it from across the thing, make the noise, and I do the fist bump. Walking into the bathroom and then turn yeah. around. Uh, Mark Hudson somehow there. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's it. It's a nice positive Twitter questions this week. So if you um, if you ever want to get involved in that, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian, you'll find our Twitter space there. Um, drop, we always put out a regular tweet when uh, we're about to record and you can drop your comments in the replies there. Now, I've already trailed it. It's the Cardiff City conundrum. Um, each week, I will present to you a conundrum around Cardiff City. Whee! Uh, it's kind of like a countdown conundrum, but um, uh, better probably. Um, completely different. But, yeah, completely different. Um <laughs> This one is around two informed strikers who are on loan somewhere else or played for us and now playing somewhere else. Um, and you have to decide which one you take back. So for this question, it's around Max Waters and Reese Healy. Max Waters got his sixth in sixth for the MK Dons yesterday. 
Reece Healy scored four in the same game. And I think that puts him on about 16 goals for the season. Um, absolutely flying in League Two for Toulouse, who are top of the table. Table? <laughs> what happened to my accent then? <laughs> so the question for you guys is, obviously there's a logic to this one because you could just take Max Waters back on loan, but let's not pretend that as a thing. If you had the choice now to take one of those strikers back, who would you take back tomorrow, Ben? I take back Waters. Just looks ferocious for MK Dons. He's like fired them up the table. Last I looked before Waters was sort of getting a run of games, they were just outside the relegation zone. I think they're in the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. Um, the blokes, we'll see, 19, 20. Bags of potential. I think, yeah, he's... I'd keep... I, to be honest, I wouldn't bring him back, though. I think I'd keep him... He's perfect where he is right now. Get him confident, get him fired up and get him a full season of first-team football at a decent level going. And what is next year is a huge, huge option for us. Healy's playing in a Farmers League's sub-league. Whoa. You think it's a Farmers League? No, I think it's worse. Have you seen the standards of the standard in, in the French League 2? Do you know who else plays in French League 2, Ben? Bruno Manga. The greatest centre-half this club has ever had. Are they down in League 2 now? They're in shocker in League 1. Dijon. Dijon, Dijon sorry. Uh, they didn't cut the mustard last year. Let me tell you that. That's way in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for your weary resignation. Up. That I was going to say that. <laughs> that uh, his eyes lit up when he realised mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a pun. Um, Tom, do you agree, or would you? Would you, what's the case for Healy coming back? Do you want to make that case, or do you want to go yeah, for the ben? for the benefit of this? You want me to do the opposite, don't you? Do whatever the fuck you want, mate. It's a new feature. I'm yeah, no, I was there it. when Healy got brought on by Warner could Fulham away, so I think he deserves to come back. And a, a new positive light, and not be because yeah, that was kind of summed up as like the most mad moment. Like, like it's like, oh, we've given up here, get Healy on the pitch. But now look yeah. at him, he's thriving away from a slot. But yeah, and you know, Waters is actually 22, Ben, so he's actually passed it. Oh, yeah, so, over the hill, blue factory yeah. for him, then. Yeah, exactly. No, I think, I think I genuinely would want to see the fact he is our player as well, like Waters coming back. It, I, I'm quite excited about that prospect now. You know, he's he's had a run of games. Like he he, he was off it when he came to us, but he wasn't really given a chance to be honest either. Um, no, he but, barely played, did he? Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm quite excited. It, it'd be interesting to see if he does come back in in January. But I think Ben's right in terms of he probably long term he probably benefit from having a whole season and a bit of consistency playing in a team. For you know, because we plucked him from Crawley, right? But when he still hadn't played that many games with them. So he, he could probably. No, he'd do only had just, about fifteen games for them. I think. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, you could do a settling down a little bit. You know, get a run of games and carry on scoring goals, and then use him next season. But you know, it was funny listening to the French fans singing Reece Healy's name, like it just sounded absolutely bizarre. Tell you, what, <laughs> tell you what's mental. I'm looking at the League Two table now. Toulouse are top. They scored thirty six goals. Or Gazer in third have scored twenty five. All the other teams have scored about eighteen goals in sixteen games, and like the second place team has scored eighteen goals in sixteen games. The team in fourth has scored fifteen in sixteen. So Healy scored as many as other clubs. Dijon, by the way, with Manga in their defence, are eighteenth in League Two in the relegation playoff. What is going on with them? Uh, they're below Dunkirk, which didn't even know they had a football team. Didn't even know they had a football team. Um, this conundrum's gone very well. So uh, the consensus is we're bringing back Max Waters, are we? Yes. All right. There we go. That's Cardiff City conundrum solved for this week. That was, that was fun. That was nice. Yeah, quite good. I think it'll develop. Um, first time, you know, these if things. People have got suggestions for conundrums. 
Yeah, give us yeah, give us your conundrums. Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. You can give us your conundrums and we'll answer them for you. Or if you have any life conundrums, we'll also help you with that. We can become agony aunts for you if you want. <laughs> spin off pod. Uh, spin off pod, the view from the Ninian helpers. Um any any life issues for you guys you want to talk through while we're here? Um any life conundrums? I'm not what? opening that bag of worms, right? Don't no, there's a lot going on in it. A lot going on. Anyway, on to more pressing matters. Hull on Wednesday, Luton on Saturday. Um, Hull, I believe, two wins in a row, two clean sheets, just behind us in the table. They're picking up ahead of steam. Tom, um, time to put a run together, get put some space between us and them. Yes, definitely. I think this is the type of game you look at, especially on you know after two wins on the bounce. This is the ideal game to follow a home, you know, a home game against a team around you in the league. You know, the fans would be up for it. The club have actually done something around ticketing as well, and. People can bring was it yeah. if season ticket half holders price, and half two, price two as well. Half price. So hopefully there will be a bit of a bumper crowd there compared to what we've seen in recent weeks where we've been lying about the attendance. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, I I'm quite confident going into it. And I think there'll be a nice feel good atmosphere there. So yeah, perfect time for it. Um, ben, we had one of the Twitter questions around uh, the starting lineup. Uh, would you bring Kiefer Moore back in tomorrow? Would you start Collins if Kiefer Moore's not fit? I'd start Collins. Look, there's no harm in chucking Kiefer off the bench. Um, Collins has finally got that goal. His confidence is going to be sky high. Um, it could probably knock it if he's finally got a goal and he's bumped straight back onto the bench. Um, yeah, I'd start Collins for me. You start Collins. Tom? Uh, the rumours are that Kiefer Moore was that Wales rugby fan who was sick down the back of the six-year-olds in the Millennium Stadium. So I, I, you know, I hear allegedly one fighting at the back with Gary Medine. <laughs> No, if, if you Fight Club International Edition. <laughs> if Kiefer Moore's fit, you've got to bring him back in, I think. But I, I'd, I'd want Collins to be in the team for Luton, you know, point to prove going back to his old stomping ground. I think, yeah, save him for the weekend. And, that, and that's why I tell him as well. So we're saving you. I know you, you, you scored, Collins, but we're saving you for the big one. And then keep so him on the bench for that as well. Is yeah, it? maybe. Yeah, see what goes. Yeah, yeah. If Kiefer Moore's back, then why would you? <laughs> um, ben, you have any idea who the Hull's danger players are? I don't. No, um, is George Malik Honeyman Wilkes, still actually. there? Uh, I'll have a look, shall I? Should have a look at their squad. Is it George Honeyman? Uh, I think George Honeyman's there. Um, Malik Wilkes scored at the weekend for, and I think he's um, quite a tasty little player. Um, he scored How are we forgetting the greatest striker slash goalkeeper in the Football League? Oh, Josh McGuinness. McGuinness, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if he's been playing recently. He did all right for Northern Ireland the other day. Oh, well, did he? I, I, didn't, I didn't clock the whole team from yesterday. Um, I like. I, I tell you what, I liked McGuinness. I would have kept him around. Well, he's versatile. Can't he get versatile. away from that. Honeyman does play for him. McGuinness started yesterday, got booked. Uh, Wilkes, they've also still, still somehow got Tom Huddleston knocking around there as well. Uh, he's constantly injured though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, nothing changes there. Nothing changes there. Um, how important is a win? I forgot they had Matt Smith there. Is he the tall, the tall striker? No, Matt Smith is in the Wales. The Wales still there. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, God, this is scintillating podcasting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're literally least, learning about the whole team on air. At least we used to pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the veneer, you know, we've we, we've cast off that veneer, haven't we, that we pretend that we know what we're talking about. Now we're literally just looking at the team on, on the podcast and going, oh, they've got him. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just looking at who played against Birmingham. Yeah, so I literally just had the team up in front of me. <laughs> Sanderson didn't do well that well. Dion Sanderson for Birmingham. No, he's having a good season for them, I don't think, is he? Yeah, they no, they love him. 
But they love him, but they, no, but they love him. But he, he's not having a good. Well, Birmingham started well, but they're not having a good season overall, are they? No. Fuck <laughs> 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 uh, Anything to say about Luton? Uh, Thomas Luton away. Uh, of course, scene of that famous Luton away and Carly Ray uh, for myself, uh, which was one of the best days of my life. Um, Luton away. You're going. Um, I believe I'm trying to get a ticket tomorrow. Um, yeah. Do you like Luton away? I, I'm really excited. Last time I got overexcited and lost my keys and wallet. Um, but, so this time I'm going to get less excited. But no, I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it because it just feels like with the new management coming in, this run of games are games you look at and think they're winnable and we get points out of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I love their ground. It's a very, very interesting place, Luton. You know, you had people singing Ness and Dormer invests at 11 oh, a.m. There was people fighting as we came in. It, you know, I'm really... I always remember that, yeah. That, 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 that was the two standout moments. The people, that person walking into Weatherspoons and belting out Ness and Dora for about a minute while everyone just kind of went, what? Yeah, just carried on drinking as if the air was drinking all the time. And then, yeah. obviously, with, with Cardiff fans uh, queuing up for the... I think I've said this story in the pod, but it bears uh, At least three times. <laughs> At least, yeah, at least three times. The, the, the bar for the Luton at uh, the Luton away end is underground. It's like a social club underground. So, of course, Cardiff fans being Cardiff fans, about 20 minutes into the first half, they start queuing up so they can go downstairs to get a beer at half time. And then the bar and uh, the bouncer opens the door and people pile in. And one Cardiff fan gets a proper punch to the side of the head. All kicks off, so they shut the door again. Five minutes later, they open the door and let the guy who's been punched down into the downstairs bar to meet the person who's punched him. And it all kicks off again downstairs. And it was like, who could see that coming? I didn't. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, so that's Luton away. Um, know anything about their players? No, good, brilliant. God. I know that their keeper, Sluger, is their most expensive player. I think £1.3 million. Pounds, and he's shite. Oh, well, that's debatable. He's at fault for one of their goals on uh, Friday, apparently. Is that what you're basing the whole whole of his career on now? Yeah, I was on, I was on the second tier pod earlier, and um, the guy cool. from QPR was talking about it. Um, but I've looked at they've got Henry Lansbury, very good looking man. Um, Sonny Bradley, very tattooed man at the back. Tom Lockyer, uh, former Welsh international. Uh, Harry Cornick, uh, sounds like an American president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's really Mary Bell. Yeah, they do. Yeah, He's if, so- if Harry. He's the classic player that I thought would have kicked on and gone like made it to the Premier League by now, but for some reason just hasn't. He's also older than I thought he was. Uh, I'm uh, Mario Bell, yeah. Um, He's 27. I thought he'd be like twice in my head. I thought he was still 22, 23. That one of those players is constantly a prospect. That's just just football manager does do, isn't it? It does do that, yeah. If Harry Cornick was Harry Cornick Jr., sorry, I've been ruminating on this. I wasn't listening to what you were saying then, Ben. Um, if Harry Cornick was Harry Cornick Jr., he'd be a very good president. Um, yeah. Cameron Jerome's there. Yeah, they signed him in the summer um, yeah. for replacement for James Collins. There we yeah, go. We did the best out of that deal, didn't we? So, predictions then. Two games coming up in a week. I'm going to go four points from two games. Uh, we'll beat... Luton and we'll draw with Hull. Tom, six points. Uh, I think six we'll, points. I think we'll win two nil and one nil. Oh, Ben, any advances on six points? Yes, yeah, seven points on two games. <laughs> yeah, how have we done that, Ben? How have you done that? How are you working that out? I'm just not very good at maths. No. Um, 
yeah, I think we'll beat Hull. But I, I, yeah, Luton's going to be a tough, uh, tough game. Um, I'll, I, I'd be buzzing with four points. Buzzing with four points. All right, there we go. Um, I've kind of lost my head of steam here uh, as we come to the end of the podcast. Um, if you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. You can give us some money because we do this for the love, not the money. Kofi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Uh, need that money now because we just have to pay for new hosting for the website. So more money, please, <laughs> from the people who are out there listening. Um, not enough for you pay, frankly. Um, and we don't want to, um, you know, we don't want to have to impinge things like gate walls, gate walls <laughs> fucking hell really gate walls out. around you yeah. I've re- honestly I'm really I'm crashing and burning in front of your you're really eyes. justifying the money here it's like, please donate to this heap of shit <laughs> yeah. yeah we've really shown it well then as like a slow breakdown <laughs> on it the last 20 minutes have shown us to be some of the best podcasts in the business uh, reading out teams on air just reading that players going oh I didn't know they had him <laughs> so that, it was the science we're all on our phones on FOTMAS going oh I didn't <laughs> yeah. realise you know, some people might not have time to Google the opposition, so we're doing it for them. We're doing it for them live on air. Beautiful stuff. Really, really beautiful stuff. Um, ben Price, thanks for joining me as always. Um, what are you doing tonight for the rest of your evening? i got dishes to do, cooked roast dinner, so those bloody dishes need doing. Oh, have you not got a dishwasher? No. Oh, get one, mate. Honestly, life-changing. There's no room in the house. <laughs> we bought a house, and I didn't realise how much I missed one, but yeah. Next house. No, yeah, get get honestly, mate. I was came with one. Uh, this is really, really scintillating stuff again. Um, <laughs> and I've never, I've never had one before, so I'm in, I'm in love with my little dishwasher. What, what make is it? No idea, no idea. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> much it's, like um, football analysis. No yeah, clue. Much, no oh, clue. We've got a Samsung washing machine. I know that. Uh, anyways, a small. Uh, it's an online company you deliver every month. Small S M O L. Um, sponsor us? I don't know. He sponsor us? Yeah, <laughs> sponsor us. Um, Tom, uh, save us from this uh, scintillating conversation. What are you doing for the rest of the evening? I'm going to look up uh, to get a new dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch the highlights of the Cardiff games again, because it's just exciting now. I'm going to watch Steve <laughs> Morrison punch the air for two hours straight. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Well, enjoy it. Um, I'm going to go... That's what Steve Morrison's doing tonight as well. Oh, 100. And listen to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. obviously. He's, he's analysing his own fist pump. He's going, oh, I could have been... He said, I could have been stronger there. I could have been more forceful. Um, actually, my timing's off on the second one. Um, not sure what I was doing with my, my facial expression. Couldn't even have homework to do. Um, yeah, the arrogant bastard. Scoring everything, just hairline, 10. Yeah, hair, oh, hairline. That guy's hairline, 10 out of 10. Um, and the funny thing is he shaved his head for so long. It's like, why would you shave? It's like Darren Purse. Why would you shave your head when you have such a lovely hairline? They, look so, they just look hard. Yeah, just over that, hard. Darren Purse looked weird for so long when he got here. Yeah. yeah, he did look weird. But I also find, I always think it's slightly more intimidating if you're a bit of a dickhead and you've got long hair. And it's like, you know, like Robbie Savage, it's more annoying because you're a knobhead and you've got like long, long Go either way, can't it? Yeah. But Robbie yeah. Savage <laughs> is the least intimidating person of all time. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got distracted by something. <laughs> like a magpie. Um, yeah, Robbie Savage is, but he was, yeah, and he wasn't very good at fighting, was he, Robbie Savage? No. Um, Anyway, we've got off topic. Uh, time to end this now before we lose <laughs> more listeners. Um, ben, thanks for joining me once again. It's been an absolute pleasure, boys. Oh, it has. And Tom, um, <laughs> enjoy the big crap you're going to take tonight after your Thai food. Thank you for... <laughs> There's no, no one listening at this like, point. Really anyway. half time, pal. <laughs> Bye. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beers sorted for later. 
What do you mean you've got the beer sort of later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>